0: Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Two Twins and a Mic and it's episode 17. Sam and I have been gone for a very long time and um yeah, roughly about 3 weeks. And um, we apologize, but yeah, you know how it is guys, life can just get overwhelming at times, lots of activities, lots of events. And you're just trying to prioritize things and fit things where you can. And, you know, sometimes in life, you just have to make a trade-off. And at this point, well, at that point, you know, it was the podcast. So, yeah, Sam just, you know, he was really busy with his um, further studies and he's working. And, um, you know, it's end of finance. His wife is saying... um, Nah, he's just kidding. Um, so yeah, it's just wrapping up a lot of like end of financial year stuff, like at work. Um, a lot of us, you know, are on some pretty intense projects and it just demands a lot of our time. And then, you know, we had a lot of... We, oh, here's the big one for you guys. So one of our close friends, not that you guys would know him, but for us in terms of a big one, it's just, you know, he's leaving for the UK soon and um, we've just been trying to catch up with him as much as we can. And yeah... You know, it's 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 um, it's something that we're trying to still process and, you know, he leaves tomorrow and we're all going to, uh, well, not all of us, but the, those of us that can make it, we're going to go to the airport. He's got a flight at 6 a.m. So, we're going to be there at 3 a.m. And just going to farewell him and, yeah, we've, you know, we've had some really good times with him just catching up before then. And, yeah, besides that, guys, like, you know, we, the, the gym where we train at Cabra Kai, you know, was relocating, so... We've been off training for about now four weeks. It's taken a bit longer than we expected, but that's okay because it's just the way life is. Sometimes you can't control, um, these things. And, you know, we, we, we're pretty keen to come back and, um, we're excited to see, um, Cabra Kai 3.0 and the expanded facility and all the effort that KP has put into it. Um, and yeah, so in the meantime, I've, I've been just training at the UFC gym, been swimming, um, and then, yeah, us guys just catching up and sparring outside and just trying to enjoy the weather. It's been raining a lot in Sydney. So, we're really just trying to take advantage whenever we get sunlight. Um, you know, generally it's like one or two days per week. And we just try to really maximize it and, and um, yeah, just take advantage. And, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we've been at. Um, obviously, there's a lot more activities and things that I just can't, will not. Oh, I mean, I've been to Melbourne a couple of times too. So just, yeah, aligning our schedules, Sam and I, it's just um, can be a bit tricky sometimes. So yeah, so that's that's where we've been at. And in terms of today's discussion, um, so as you guys know, Sam and I like to um, free flow our conversations, let it be organic. We don't really put too much planning into it in advance. Um, and as we've discussed previously in podcast, it's something that we, we, you know, we do aim to do, um, we are going to do. And it's going to require an adjustment in terms of our nature, um, because we prefer to be more impulsive than, you know, um, I guess more planned out. And so, in terms of the conversation um, today, I was just talking to Sam about it and Manny, and I just really wanted to come full circle back to what you know where all of this started, this the the reason, the underlying catalyst behind this podcast. And um, honestly, guys, a lot of it was driven by. Um, events in everyone's life that, um, you know, essentially drove us to, towards a path of self-growth and trying to really figure ourselves out and, um, you know, work through um, our shadow side, as, as they would say, you know, and just try to really um, heal from, um, you know, just, I guess you would say programming in terms of, you know, how you were conditioned as a child, how you've been conditioned by the world. Um, you know, all these different variables that really shaped us in terms of who we who we are up until this point. And, you know, the discovery for us and the journey was, you know, um, there are a lot of aspects we identified within um, our personalities up until that point that really weren't in alignment with who we are um, beneath all of that conditioning. And we really were on a path to try to f- figure ourselves and find realign ourselves with our true authentic nature and all of us have had you know um, to experience it in different ways and um, yeah I I guess like what I really wanted to talk about is like once you've been on that healing journey and that healing path it's it's a very liberating feeling because um, you know I want to say alhamdulillah which in Arabic translates into um, you know uh, Praise praise be to God that you know, when you've done a lot of the shadow work, the healing work, um, you know, you really introspect and look deep inside your soul and confront your your limiting self beliefs, your you know, let's call it your your um, your shadow self or your demons. I don't like demons so much, but like just confront those aspects of yourself. You reach a point where you feel a sense of calm, peace. Um, and like this burden lifted off your shoulders and the the interesting thing is there's there is parts of me at times now that's just like cuz when you remove yourself from the chaos you're just like whoa like um it's it's a nice feeling but at the same time it's almost like there's a bit of a sense of boredom and it's just like right so now that i've i've um set my boundaries with people now that i've um figured out you know what my values are now that i've um you know really try to uh, approach life from a position of you know what really aligns with me it's just you realize there's just a lot of um quietness right so that you could still be engaged in a lot of activities and and whatnot but there's just a sense of quietness and like the brain i feel like sometimes it wants to mistranslate that as boredom, but it's like, the way I see it is, you know, when you, when you are in, a, in an environment of chaos, and chaos doesn't necessarily need to be an extreme form in the sense of, you know, everything's fall apart, your house is on fire, it can be more subtle in the sense of, you know, you're around individuals, you know, with, with perhaps you could say toxic tendencies or um, unhealthy um, behaviors. And that just drains you, and you know, there's maybe you know there, there are people around you that can be a bit manipulative, um, or maybe even just in terms of how you're living your life was from a position of of comfort um, and complacency versus um, a, a place of so so when you live from a place of comfort and pl- complacency you, you want a sense of control so. You always, um, the chaos is that you're always trying to control everything around you, control people, control your environment, whatever it is. So then you reach to a place of acceptance where it's just like, you know, you accept people for who they are and like, I can't change them. So your energy, you start to like not have to give it away so easily and you don't feel as drained. So yeah, so you move, uh, so there's just a few examples. So then you move from that state to essentially state of just serenity and then it's just like you know so it'll be sometimes like i'll be um you know just sitting on my bed um and i'd be like um okay like what am i going to do like i'm literally asking my question myself myself like what or this like this is very quiet it's very calm i'm like um it's nice it's a good feeling but it's just like it's there's just this sense of um i guess like before the feeling was that when when things would feel calm there was always a sense that the sh- the shoe was always going to drop is that the saying like the yeah. the sh- the, f- the shoe yeah. on the other foot was going to drop something like as in something bad was should should be happening or will will be happening but then when you sort out your environment you don't really have that impending sense of doom anymore it's just more like okay mm-hmm. um next. like it's not even next it's just like i'm just being you know what i mean i'm just here and you know i'll just make myself a hot chocolate or i think yeah it's like you move more in the state of presence let's say so you're not you're not looking at the past you're not reminiscing about the past you're not obsessing about the future in terms of your fears and your anxieties the what ifs you're just existing and it's like for me i guess the conclusion i've come to now is just when you're in just a state of being or presence um it's it is Essentially, it can, be, it can feel like boredom, but it's, it's a good sense of boredom, to be honest. And it, I guess it really encourages, encourages you to try to make the best and most of your life, which is just like, yeah. So what are you going to do? You know what I mean? How about like, you know, we've been trying to book some travel. Um, you know, flights are super expensive. So we're trying to figure out alternatives, Um, you know, I went to the movie today, watched Black Adam, very interesting movie, very occult, but very interesting on religious undertones. don't want to digress, I'm going to try to stay on topic, but yeah, so, you know, then I went um, to the shops, I printed out some photos, you know, um, you know, made this like ornament for my car because my friend's leaving so i just wanted the memory of him you know like us as a group of friends printed out some photos for him to give him tomorrow at the airport yeah tomorrow at the airport um so you just start to really want to like fill your time with like arts and craft and just social um hangouts and yeah but it's it's honestly it's still an adjustment like it's not to say you know the person's 100 healed but like you still feel a sense of like yep i still have work to do but the major the major um foundational aspects of healing required in a sense have almost been completed and so it's just like okay so i don't have to because before i think what, what i was what was happening was i was investing so much of my energy into self-growth 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 like learn 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 like try to absorb as much information as i can and i was really using um tiktok um and to some extent youtube and reading you know books here and there and stuff like that but um, I, I like. I have. I would say, um, like, not to sound egotistical, bad, but I think I have an insatiable ability to absorb um, information. I think it could be seen, considered exhausting um, if, if, if you don't have. Um, oh, not even exhausting. <laughs> excuse me. Overwhelming, um, depending on the way your personality is constructed, or you just your underlying nature. But like I, I can absorb, I feel like, you know, um, like hours, hours, like a week, maybe like, you know, um, 50, 60 hours plus of just information, just, you know. And I need it to be repeated. So in order for me to be able to, uh, um, for it to sink in. But like I was using a lot of that. And a lot of it, it's interesting, like these these videos on TikTok pop up at the right time to, um, and it's just, it's almost like in a phased approach in terms of, um, how how these how this videos the algorithm whatever it is you want to call it you know whether it's it's something else you know um, but yeah I was using a lot of that and it's really helped me in my growth um, so yeah so now that I've like reduced that a lot um, it's like you freeze up a lot of your time also for for other things and so that's that's where you start to find yourself like oh okay um, this is an interesting feeling. Um, and not only that, it's like, you know, good things start to happen when you start to be in a more positive flow, positive state. Like my director offered me to work four days a week because I had excess um, leave. And I was just like, okay, so now I even have an extra day, even though I have to still make up for the work on the other days. And I do have a lot of work, but it's just like, oh, um, well, that's that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, it's just... Um, I, I, there was another really point that I, I wanted to make, um, but yeah, it's just you find yourself now with with more time, and yeah, like I've I've kind of lost my train of thought on on this, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just gonna pass it to Sam, and hopefully it'll it'll come back to me what I was where I was going with this. So I I, I definitely share a very similar sentiment, and I think I was saying to Eli earlier, like. What would we title this podcast? And I mean, what came to my mind was The Final Season. And I think it's a very fitting kind of title. And the reason I say this is I mean, we've all been, at least because we've all actively tried to um, deal with various issues and, and kind of confront a lot of um, underlying realities that, you know, either before we were oblivious to, we tried to avoid, or we kind of um, didn't see. And so what happened was, we, you know, we all went through this through this journey. And I, I feel like part of it might have been triggered also by COVID and being in lockdowns and and, and whatnot. Like you, you start to introspect quite deeply and you have that moment where you can just like breathe. And then you start to really reflect and look at things and, and, and people's behavior and, and the way the world is and, and things around you. And I would definitely admit that the last two years have been full of growth and it's it hasn't been an easy journey at all because i think and a lot of people might think yeah okay so you went through this like kind of um la la like eat love pray type of moment but that's not what it was it's like i think you used to define it as the dark night of the soul where there was a lot of dark moments you know those lonely thoughts those moments in the shower you know as, as lying down in bed um you know just sitting by yourself thinking um it was quite overwhelming and and, and intense on on, very very hard on the mind as well um i definitely went through it and i think a lot of us were at different points in the kind of I i like to define it as the healing process and being being our authentic selves um again going back to getting rid of that conditioning and you know society's um not beliefs, but what society has kind of imposed on us. And for for me, I definitely feel like I'm towards the end of that journey because I even said to you at the beginning, before we started this podcast, I was like, you know, I just maybe let's talk about the markets and the economy and something like that because I just, I can feel it inside of me. I don't have anything left in me to discuss about this because I feel like it was so exhausting it was so overwhelming. I remember my wife, Amani, when I used to when you, we used to kind of work together on on growth and development, both for herself and myself. She would say like, "But do not you just get tired?" And she's just exhausted. And like, but I am. And again, I think people would they don't realize. It. And similar to what you're saying you're like the ability to absorb large and copious amounts of information. For a lot of people, then like, just doesn't that tire you? Don't you just want to watch something that just numbs your mind? And it's not that I feel like a part of us, at least for myself has this need to see things through. Um, whereas a lot of people might relate, kind of go back to some form of escapism, like it's too hard now, I'll come back to it. But I'm like, well, if I give up now, it'll be even harder to come back. It's like people that are on a weight loss journey and you know they started to lose weight and then they say to themselves, oh, I'm going to take a break. But then as soon as you go back to your old habits, it's more challenging to kind of continue down that path. Um so I felt, I felt I, yes yeah, so I, de- I definitely in, in my mind feel like okay I I was, I was I was so drained and exhausted by this this process that now I have finally reached the point for the last month I would say where I just feel whole again and I feel like I'm myself and even I realized recently like last week I was at work there was a few people talking to me and I, I never really looked at them and like looked at them or noticed them um, there was this one guy middle-aged man like it's funny. He just he just came around to my desk at work and he was talking to me. But then I am just like I really saw him for the first time, like in the four years that I've been working at the you know my current company, I I just saw a blur. Like everyone that was in front of me was just like a blur. I couldn't even really focus. I, I could see like everything: their eyes, their nose. Like there was so much depth, and there's a, there was a sense of like me being super present and actually existing <laughs> rather than like floating around I definitely say the term was I was floating for a couple of years I don't know what happened it's like when you were a child like when you when when you're a child you're definitely not floating because I remember everything was so sharp like you would look at the the um, the ground and you would see ants and you'd see them moving and carrying food and you know and and we would play with the ants remember, as kids and get attacked. And, yeah and get attacked but we, we used to, like I remember, like, observe observe them, observe them. And even I remember as a kid, like, laying down on the floor and just looking up at the clouds when I was, like, in the backyard, lying down on the grass. And there's just, like, there was such a strong sense of presence and peace. And and that disappeared for a couple of years, I would say. But then now I've come back to it. Now I have it, even when I was hanging out with my cousins yesterday, there were moments where I just completely, like, just felt no need to talk, no need to say anything. And I was just completely, like, absorbed about in, in, in what people were saying, like like just focusing on what was happening in that moment. It was weird. There was nothing else in my head because my body felt so calm. Um, whereas before, like there was always like, life is like those agitations inside of me, expectations, you know, those moments of like pain that you couldn't necessarily shake off. Um, and now I just feel very content and like, Today we came back. We, ha- we were hanging around some friends who, one of them, who helped us with our um, designing our new home, and it just felt good. And the other day we were hanging around um, our friends again, like you said, at the park, and we also um, were with our cousins. And the day before that, we were farewelling our friend who's going off to the UK, and that was such a great night. Almost you could take it straight out of the movies. And it was just so wholesome and so pure and happy and joyful. And you could see it in everyone's faces mostly, like that sense of calm and relief. Because I know everyone's gone through their own thing. Sometimes people don't say what they're going through. But the ones that definitely wanted to change and were like making an active effort to change have changed. And, I, and just being around so many healthy, positive, happy people who obviously have their challenges and they just... they. They, they grab them by the shoulders and they're like, we're going to do this. And we're going to endure this pain and, and this process. And, you know, it, I, it's funny because had I told myself, if, I, if I'm talking to my former self now, I'm like, don't worry, man, just hang in there. Like, trust me, there, there's so many, there are moments that are so much better that are coming. Um, you're going to really understand who you are. You're really going to be a stronger person. You know a lot of the fears and anxieties that you kind of had that had developed within you will disappear i wouldn't have believed it like a part of me is like what well, at the time was like life is pretty much shit. like because again you become disillusioned when you go out into the real world people are terrible the world's terrible people are selfish um people are immature um, but then slowly slowly again you really once you heal and you attract so many positive people and elements into your life like I'll give you an example of how, posit- how, how you know, this transformation, positivity and growth has helped. Like my wife and I we were at our local cafe. we grab our coffees every day from there. And, you know, we formed such a strong bond with the coffee lady that makes our coffee. And she's this young lady from Hong Kong. And, you know, she's just very sweet. And, you know, she she would give us free coffees. She would even stamp our card more than we had to and then she should to give us so we could get to the, free cof- the extra free coffee earlier. And on the day that she, she, the day before she was supposed to leave to see Hong, to go to Hong Kong to see her mum after two years of lockdown, you know she, we, we just were like, "Hey, Katie, how's it going? You know, we're gonna miss you and we, you, know, we, you know what do you want from from, from from like the cafe? like she works in the cafe. We're like we want to treat you to something nice like you just we will miss you and blah blah blah. And she's just like give, gave us free coffees. Both of us she's like, I don't want to charge you. I don't want anything like you guys just it's almost saying like you make me happy. And I f- feel like, you know, that's, it's so refreshing because again, like even my friend who was the architect who was doing our designs and DA privilege, like there was a thing to do with a waste management proposal thing. It's going to cost me an extra 500. And then he act- he went and reviewed the, the um, original agreement without me prompting him. I was going to pay it, to be honest. I, didn't even, I was like, you know what? I trust this guy. But then he reviewed himself. As actually the, He said, actually, I had it originally in the included costs. Uh, I can't charge you for it. And I was like, that honesty, you know, for me was so much and so refreshing. And again, like, when you treat people so well, like, and you, you make it clear to them what your values are, what your beliefs are, and and, and you're like, I want good people in my life. I, t- I shouted to him and his wife out to um, Korean barbecue today. Didn't think twice. I'm just like, you know what? And I said it to him. Um, He's like, no, no, we'll pay half off. I'm like, no. I was like, you just, that meant so much to me and you elevated yourself in my eyes because, you didn't have to go out of your way to double check it but it tells you a lot about a person's character and again just being around really good people makes you feel good Um, being around people of a low vibrational frequency or with malicious intentions or who don't want to do the healing or the work it can be so draining and i never understood it when people would like cut people off or like draw very firm boundaries but you just realize Actually, makes so much sense because a part of you, part of me, in the past might have thought, you know, that's quite ruthless. That's very harsh. Or like, isn't it a bit like insensitive? Because maybe, maybe that person, I don't know. They just, they, 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 That's just the way they are. But at the end of the day, I I completely agree and accept that being around people who are not good for you or of a low vibrational frequency or don't want to heal or have never healed. Or want to kind of play along with the narrative that is quite toxic in in, in, in the in the way they grow up or um, what they saw around them they just want to kind of repeat that cycle it, it's just not worth it because it distracts you from from your work distracts you from your you know your interests your hobbies your relationships happiness in general because for me happiness is not an outcome it's a process like it's not as in a process as in like every day like you have moments of you know where things are good and where things are bad but feeling content is what I feel right now. I can't go to people and say, well, I feel happy because I don't really know what happiness is. Like every, there, there are moments of happiness in people's lives. It's not a state, mm-hmm. but the state that I feel right now is I do feel content. I feel a lot of love for my friends, for my family, for, for my wife, for the people around me. Um, and I just don't feel exhausted anymore. Whereas before I felt so incredibly drained. And exhausted and again this is it for me like the final season it's not to say that you know things aren't gonna go wrong or you know but now I feel like I have the tools and understanding and the ability to really like hold myself accountable to who I truly am to really tell the world what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept and to really not let anyone ever shake me in terms of my core beliefs my foundations and who I am, you know that people pleaser inside of me that once existed because I was a, I was a very much a people pleaser. It's just gone, and I only give back the same amount of energy in life that I'm I, that I receive. So I'm not going to tolerate, you know, people of a low vibrational frequency in my life. Like I I hold myself to this high standard where I'm like even with movies now I, I agree like I don't watch anything like I was trying to watch we were trying to watch that Netflix series the Marilyn Monroe I think it's called Blonde and honestly it was just I like, we, I tried to get through halfway through it it was just so dark like again like I was discussing this with my cousin she, she said like she gave it a thumbs down Netflix and she's never given anything a thumbs down um, because she she's like was so intense and for me I was. I remember watching it like halfway and I was like, we both agreed my wife and I were like we just can't. This is too much. Because it's like, you know, sexual assault and like, again, like abuse and, and you know, like she grew up in a very um, t- terrible family situation and the person's like, but I, I just can't sit and watch this stuff anymore. Like, it will it, 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 really make me depressed. It will really make me sad. And I, in that moment, I also thought to myself, you know what? Why is it when a person's a child, they're happier? Because when you're a child, the programming is heavily controlled by the regulators and by your parents. You know, they make sure that if anything's violent or has like very strong sexual themes or whatever, they'll go, they have that rating system where they'll be like M15 plus, PG, parent, guardian, advised, whatever. Like they make sure that the content that children are consuming is generally quite positive, you know, how to treat your friends, how to, you know, do right by society, you know, how to... To believe in yourself to think you know to have a strong sense of self and confidence and all that and i'm like but as adults people consuming content it's like so dark and depressing and goes go back to squid games i remember watching it and i'm like i didn't sleep for days after that i would have like nightmares just thinking about it. even some people might think oh it wasn't a big deal i'm like there's something wrong with you if you don't think you know people being tortured is not a big deal or abused or humiliated or degraded. I'm like, is, it's almost like nowadays as adults, the shock factor has to constantly, the bar in terms of the shock factor has to constantly be raised for people to feel something or anything. It's like those celebrities, they'll be like, look at this celebrity. She has a neck and plunging neckline next minute. Look at this celebrity. Now she is wearing see-through next this celebrity, like to the point where like they have to probably end up naked on the um, red carpet because there's no more shock value left. And I'm like, is this what we've come down to, as, in, as a society, where like we need things to constantly shock us, and then they keep readjusting the 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 um, the ratings for like movies and films because, like, what was once considered to be quite a gruesome or or, or um, gory or like you know full on is now probably like PG, <laughs> instead of instead of like what was R is now M fifteen plus, and. Yeah. I'm very much committed now. I said to myself, I'm like, I'm heavily or mindfully selecting what I consume, what I hear, what I read, the people that I'm around. If those people are negative people, I try to minimize how long I'm around them or try to basically steal the conversation away from anything that's negative because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be around it. I don't want it to influence me in any particular way anymore. At work, I try to just, you know, focus on myself and happiness. I don't try to take anything personally. Um, at the end of the day, I say to myself, it's just a job. I'm not going to kill myself or give myself cancer, because you know what? Um, maybe, you, maybe you know, things don't work out. and That wasn't the intention in life, right? You weren't supposed to go. You well, you weren't supposed to be in that job forever, and you're supposed to do something else. So you can end up as a yeah, so you can end up as a farmer or something. And I, I, I I'll give you a good example because life always steers us in the right direction. So our, f- our friends that we were going to Korean barbecue today, the place that we were supposed to go to Korean barbecue with. Um, apparently they closed the kitchen at two, and then they reopened at five thirty or something like that. Close at three. Or closes at three. Anyway, then they said, "Hey, like guys, we made a mistake." Blah blah blah. And then I'm like, "It's okay. We'll just find another place nearby." Blah. blah, blah. And I had a quick look on my phone, and I found this other place. We didn't, didn't look at the prices or anything. We went to that place. The food's amazing. It was really good. And it was, it was only like forty dollars a head. I was like, it was it was so so good. And then anyway, on the way back to the car park, we passed. We just happened to pass by the, the original place, coincidentally, that was booked, but the kitchen had closed, and I was like, hey guys, this place is asking for $100 a head, and I was like, w- you know, what was meant to be, was going to, because I would have been disappointed, I was like, damn, $100 a head is a lot for Korean barbecue, you know, it would have been like $400 for the four of us, without drinks or anything like that, and I was like, but you know, we ended up paying all up, our meal was probably $170, and it was a great meal for four people and I was like see because what was meant to be and it's almost like life's like I've got this don't try to challenge it don't try to like force it you know just go with the flow again back to that Taoist philosophy you know you know the art of way or be like water Lao Tzu so that's that's my um, that's my and anal- now what do you call it I just, guess perspective wrap my wrap up alright and guys we have also a special guest today with us who's also going to wrap up from her end Amani Jabin. that's my name that's my name <laughs> can we no, give no, can no. we give her a roll and no no racist jokes Amani not. nothing offensive <laughs> Amani's been on this um, recent tirade of making some really offensive comments <laughs> um, it's, part, um, of it's, part, of it's part of her healing journey but we're we're working on it so no Dong jokes please <laughs>
1: <laughs> <God>. Sorry, hello, <laughs> I'm Sam's wife. <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah, I'm Sam's wife. um, thank you for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. um, yeah, like the healing journey um, where do I even begin? I remember um a bit about me actually I had um stomach issues for the past ten years, I've had migraines since I was a child, like a few times per week. I had uh, panic attacks at university. I would black out randomly in bathrooms. I'd black out in the corridor in my house, not knowing why, um, and it was quite scary. I actually had a concussion once, and I still went to uni. Um, anyway, my eyebrows have healed and they've grown back, so. Thank you God and Babavania, for predicting that I would be okay now. But anyway, moving on. In 2020, um, I actually ended up in a hospital and I saw a psychiatrist who told me that I had anxiety, depression and CPTSD and that was interesting because I knew about the anxiety and depression but I had no idea that I had CPTSD and I thought it was all rubbish but When I read the symptoms and she explained to me what I had, I was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Like there's actually a name for what I'm going through. So one psychologist later, I then was told, oh, you have autism as well. And once I got that diagnosis, I basically walked out of there and said, I don't think I do. I think you just don't know what you're talking about. Not because there's anything wrong with having autism, but I just don't think that I had it. I wasn't displaying the traits of autism. And also CPTSD does mask itself as autism and there is that um, link and we've had a lockdown as well for the past two years and we've come out of it this year which is which has been fantastic but during the lockdown I just reached breaking point I just couldn't take it anymore and so I reached out to a life coach who is located overseas and it was actually quite random I actually was invited Randomly by someone on um, LinkedIn to join some talk by this lady who speaks about life and stresses, etc. Right. And so Sam and I jumped onto this random zoom call by some random person halfway across the world, and we joined and we heard from all these other like-minded women. And this lady's story is interesting. She actually was in a legal profession. She's a year younger than me and she um, had bone cancer from all the stress that she had endured in her life. And she actually took time off work to heal herself, and she said she uh, basically is completely in remission, and this year is three years in remission for her. And she's recently taken up running again, which is something that used to bring her joy, but she could not do for a long time because of her cancer. And seeing someone so young go through something so painful you know and overcome such a difficult challenge in in one's life was quite um eye-opening and also inspirational and i just thought you know what are the odds of me randomly jumping on this call and seeing this person and talking to her and you know it was like almost like i was supposed to connect with this person and so i said to her look i want to do a free like she ran a first you know consultation free call And so i did that and i remember she asked me a few questions and i broke down crying and at that time last year i was heavily suicidal and about to just i've had thoughts and dreams about jumping in front of a car while my husband was in the shower to just end it all and so i started crying and i was like i just can't take this anymore like all these thoughts all of this anxiety all of these horrible feelings just keep creeping up on me every single day I feel like I'm suffocating and so we went on a healing journey for the past year and I actually finished my last session last week um, and honestly that person changed my entire life and I've never felt so light and so happy in the 29 years that I've been living on this planet and it almost makes me like tearful in a way like I was living in such a shadow state for so long not realizing who I was crying most nights because I didn't know who I actually was I didn't even know if I was an introvert or an extrovert I didn't know if I liked people or I hated people I didn't know if I wanted to try new things and I was adventurous or I wasn't I literally knew nothing about myself I was a concoction of all these other people all of these traumatic events all of these horrible experiences and unable to kind of pick out at least one happy moment from all of that and being so negative for so long and being in that loop unable to see a way out was scary and I felt like I was suffering in silence suffering alone and people would be like oh, you know she's so aggressive she's so you know rude she's not feminine she's not intense she's blah 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 and it hurt me, and I knew people were talking about me. Like, when you know someone thinks of you in a certain way, they don't have to say it. you can feel it. And I could feel it from like a lot of people around me. And I was like, I don't wanna be like this. Like, I'm not actually like this. I feel like there's someone inside of me that's like knocking on the door, like trying to get out, like screaming, saying, let me out, let me out. But I couldn't, cause I hadn't done the work yet. And it was a year of tears, pain, growth, you know, loneliness separating myself from others finally cutting the cord with toxicity in my life you know getting rid of the narrative of oh you know these people you have to have them in your life because you know they're a part of your life they gave you so much you have to have them in your life that's just a rubbish narrative and if they're not bringing you joy and they're not adding any value to your life the best decision actually is to cut them off and to create healthy boundaries because you can't flourish if you're giving everything of you to other people you just can't. And so, the other day we were at the gym. Sam and I were at the gym. I was in the sauna, and I remember that was a very good day. I was on the train that morning on the way to work, smiling the entire time. Not because anything was amusing, but just because I was like, "Today is a fantastic day. I'm listening to good music. It's sunny outside. I look nice. I feel com. I feel confident in myself. I know who I am." And I spent the entire time smiling. And I have never smiled. On a train trip in my life on my own and sam used to always say you know people their resting face is to smile and i was like who the hell smiles when they're like resting on their own they're so weird as if someone just walks down the street smiling and then we went to the sauna together and sam said to me this is the first day in my entire life i see your resting face and you're smiling and then he was like you've made it like you've actually healed so much in such a short period of time And even the psychologist lady, going back to that story, she told me, at the time I was 27, she said to me, oh, your brain basically stops wiring at 26, so you're a year too late. Um, You know, good luck, it's gonna be a difficult, yeah, it's gonna be a difficult challenge. Yeah, it's gonna be a difficult challenge. You know, if you work really hard, you can change it. But, I mean, I'm 29 and I changed my entire perspective on on who I am, on my life, on my connection with others and you know even even going just even like i'll just even share a personal story like i used to feel very anxious talking to people i used to feel very anxious even if someone from my own family or even sam's family visited our house i'd feel very anxious i would feel like everything was caving in i'd feel very stressed and now when i'm around people i actually like like their company i enjoy people's company and that was not something that i had before in life and then even you know just seeing my own family and people who haven't healed from my own family and I look at them and I smile and I'm like oh you have such a long way to go and if only you put the effort in you know you can actually make it out you know it's a lot better on this side than on on the other side and you know people will say oh you live with anxiety and depression your whole life no not if you put in the work and you change your perspective and you increase your vibrations and you have a positive mindset that you stick to every single day You know, and at first even the the life coach, you know, she gave me tips and at first I thought it was esoteric bullshit, to be honest. And I was like, this is rubbish. I'm not going to do this. What is this? Like write in a diary, do affirmations, like do self massages. What is this? No, like I was like, what is this? Like sit and do stretches, you know, take time out, embody your femininity, like get some bodily movement in every single day. I was like, what's this crap? As if this actually works. And I was like you know i'm just gonna try it out i'm just gonna try it out and see what happens and oh my god the releases i had i was like ah damn now i stick to it every single day and i do my breathing exercises and i feel really great and you know when i organize stuff at work you know people actually appreciate what i do they appreciate my work i have good work relationships people are talking about you know promotions etc and that wasn't something that i had in a very long time i was stuck in a dead-end job before You know, no one really like looked at me in seriousness or saw any real value in me. And it's only when you improve yourself and you see value in yourself, that's when people start to see value in you. And like, you can't seek the value from other people. You need to seek it from yourself first. But having an empty kind of mindset and an empty body and an empty soul and expecting others to fill your cup, it just doesn't work. So that was my wrap up. Thank you
0: honestly that's that's really amazing and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that this is where you're at Amani and the only reason I was smiling and I couldn't hold it back in because when you were say, saying like talking about your stuff just towards the end and filling up your own cup I couldn't help but notice that Sam's cup says this struggle is real <laughs> 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 and I, I was trying to be respectful as you were talking but I can't I couldn't help it but I just wanted to I just thought it was so ironic anyways um yeah, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, I agree. Like there were so many good parts. Like I, I understand now the the value of having a notepad and writing notes because there was so many p- uh, parts to when Sam was talking. And even when Amani was talking, I was just like, oh man, like they're just, they just reminding me of things I want to say or talk about or like really good points. And I can't remember everything now that Sam said, but um, like when Amani was saying um, about the grass um, essentially being, you know, Um, she was talking about uh, like how she wishes that you know she there's a bit of regret on her end that she hadn't done this earlier and that you know she sees other people who you know ideally should be on the healing journey but aren't on the healing journey and like how much better they would be if they would just come to that side and it just reminded me of a quote like something that I always used to always think like I took it um, you know a catchphrase that I took for like um, accepted it for what it is when people would say you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side or, you know, the grass is green on the other side because it's fertilized with bullshit. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know, the grass is greener wherever you water it, <laughs> you know? So um, everything else that you hear in society, like the first comment, you know, that cliche, the grass is greener on the other side. It's just like, that is honestly like the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. And it's like, now I start to resent cliches like that because it's just... It's such, such a generic way of looking at life, you know. Um, you know, like this idea of comparison, like there's always going to be something better, better options, better, you know, like it, it, it hints the idea of like you're at a restaurant, there might be a better option, you know. It makes it into this indecisive individual. Like look at that conditioning, the society, because we, we, you know, we went through high school hearing this, this nonsense. Instead of hearing, you know, the grass is greener wherever you water it. So whatever effort you put in is what you get out basically. Right, So if you want to heal, you have to put in um, the hard work to heal. You need to put in the effort. And there's something else that Emmanuel was saying that kind of really um, struck me, which was just like, you know, it. F- this journey basically has been like happening the last two years or it's been quick, but like it seems quick when you say the number. But for me personally, and I, I'm not sure if you guys felt this way, but it felt long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so they're saying very... Like I I felt like I did um, honestly like years of healing in the space of whatever, like the one year or whatever it is. But I feel like like I was on my bed today and thinking like I don't even recognise the person that I was necessarily before. Like I'm on my bed today and I'm like I feel different. Like I don't even feel like that guy that I was. Like I don't I don't know how to be that person anymore. Like I just doesn't feel like me, you know? And I'm like, I this feels like me. This right now, like when I'm in my bed, like just in this state that I was, I'm just like, This is who I know. That other person is it's it's a hard feeling to explain unless you've gone through it and is nodding ahead. head. Um, but like for most people, unless you've gone on that journey, like you think, but what are you talking about? You're still the same person. It's like, no, no, no. Like when you when there's a shift in your mindset and the way you feel and the way like Imani's talking about uh, how she you know she's on she's she's at the gym, you said, and on the train, smiling and stuff. like I could resonate with that because I'm just like nowadays I walk to the shops or walk just life in general, and I'm smiling, I'm laughing. And like people smile back. Sometimes I'm not even noticing that I'm doing it. And they're just smiling back at me like a woolies or something. And I'm just scanning the groceries and walking out. And then they just smile at me because I didn't know. I'm not noticing, but I'm actually smiling at them. So people actually, now I understand the concept of mirroring. People mirror back to you essentially how you feel inside. Um, They mirror back to your energy, all of that stuff. So if you feel angry, if you feel pissed, if you feel resentful, if you feel anxiety and you see you just see it on other people's face they're essentially just mirroring it back to you and there was another aspect that i thought was interesting to what Manny was saying which was um uh, maybe i don't need a notepad no i'm just kidding let's see you go but the, <laughs> the other thing um, i thought was interesting was uh see god took it away from me because i uh,
1: <laughs> so you know how you were saying that you smile at people and they smile back you don't realize that you're smiling at them mm-hmm. the other day something similar happened to me i was smiling at just generally just smiling and this guy smiles back licks his lips and like winks at me and i was like what the hell and i realized it was actually just sam Ed, and i was like oh my god <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: this is a man who's randomness <laughs> yeah. um we we accept <laughs> it for who she is and we love it um
1: it like I'm gonna edit this out. <laughs> so, so
0: long as there's no racist comments that's a difficult one to pull you out of. Um So yeah, what Emmanuel was saying oh god. I wish I, I did not get on my high horse there. Um but there was a valid point that she was making. Anyways. The smiling thing. It was it wasn't so much the smiling, it's just um twenty seven. The age thing twenty seven. No, but that's also a crazy one in terms of um how like when you said you were 27 when you started like you seeing your psychologist and stuff like I was just like damn where did the where did the time go you know that's the scary part like when COVID happened I just felt like it was just a blur yep. like the years that passed by I'm just Probably like you ago. were saying that you know the Sam was saying before just like you know life was like even pre-COVID um, like a blur like I remember it being the same way like I was just like I was just I was there but I wasn't there you know what I mean? I was going through the motions of life. Um, but the, like there was like, out like let's forget like childhood aspect. Like, But there was a point where like, I think where I got into maybe university or something along around that time, mm. like where life just became just like, you were like on autopilot. And then it's just like, everything was rushed. Everything was blurred. Like there was no focus. It was just like, go, 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 go. And it's like, it was no, no like, I wasn't living anymore. Um, And something like really struck me the other day Like when I was was, Maybe it was today When I was on my bed I was just thinking I'm not going to like mention names or anything But um, You know sometimes when you see somebody in front of the TV And they're like just eating And it's just like mindlessly Like putting food in their mouth and stuff Right I was just thinking to myself like Man that's actually um, survival mode You know what I mean Like I'm like why did it just click with me today like that, that motion of just like when the person's glazed, like literally glazed, and they have the, f- the plate of food in front of them and they're just eating like that, like you're literally in survival mode. Like there's just, um, you've basically surrendered um, your consciousness and now you're just living like um, on autopilot and you literally, it's like, ah, uh, um, you know, images moving on a screen, food, tasty, yum. So it's like this, you're living this almost. Um, life where it's just like, I don't want to feel pain. So I want to do anything which is pleasurable. So I'm eating from the TV. This is a program. Like instead of, I don't know, for for whatever reason, it just struck me in my head today. I was just like, ah, like that is survival mode. Because I told a lot of, I I told a lot of like people these days, like they always ask me, um, like what are you doing uh, like what Netflix Netflix programs are watching I'm like I don't I don't really watch much TV <laughs> I, I, I can't even it's, it's such a struggle to bring myself these days to even watch TV not to say that um, I don't enjoy TV like I'm watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch here and there before I sleep you know, you know. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta say I love um, Sabrina and Harvey you know um, the I dynamic and I definitely ship them and um, is it Mallory um, yeah. Um anyway, it's like I I find myself going back to old programmes because it's it's also more um wholesome. Yeah, none of this like BS that you get today. is mean, raising her hands, so <laughs> before before she loses her pants.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say about the mindless eating. It was actually I mean, we're all guilty of it. Every single person that I know <coughs> has a TV close to their dining table these days. But when you think back to like traditional designs of homes, the dining room was a separate room in the house. They had the living room, then they had the dining room, and the dining time, like the dinner time or the lunch time or the breakfast time was family time, and it was formalized. Everyone sits at the table, everyone engages, everyone eats their meal. But um, I think American culture, they created like the um, um, dinner TVs, They had like this TV dinner, dinner, sorry, and it was like quick, it was easy. Everyone eats in front of the TV. It's all about convenience and entertainment at the same time. And it just, that's also like part of the programming. It's like, I will eat whatever literally dog shit is on my plate, right? And I'll watch TV at the same time, and that's all good, you know? I'm happy, I'm all good. Like, I'm literally just like a pig, basically eating processed crap, eating like literally, like you're living in squalor, you're living like a shitty lifestyle. You're like, unfit, you're unhealthy, you're eating processed food. And you're just creating like this cycle of like, I'm pumping little crap into my body and then pumping little crap into my mind at the same time. So it's actually creating low vibrational frequency by doing that. And you're in a cycle. It feels good, right? In the moment, you're getting that dopamine hit. Like it's quick, Um, like, um, what's it called? Like quick instant gratification, food, TV, amazing. But then something that the life coach actually told me as well is, you need to formalize eating and you actually have to do deep breathing before you eat and you have to have the plate of food in front of you no distractions no nothing it's just you and the plate of food and you have to show gratitude for the meal in front of you and going back to islamic principles even when we eat we say bismillah Rahman, when we eat which means in the name of god before we eat and and the most most, yeah the most merciful the most benevolent obviously i don't know my religion anyway and then then we when we finish when we we finish eating we say alhamdulillah which means um thanks to god like praise be to god clearly i honestly need to go back to school and we also thank the person who made the meal and we say um and salim dayatak which means um bless your hands like for the meal that you've prepared for us so there is a sense of gratitude to the way that we as muslims eat our meals and we do have like traditionally we were growing up we had this is dinner time this is family time no distractions no nothing it's family time mm. and, and even when you watch tv we together. wouldn't li- even watch tv was together now it's like literally people eat, 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 eat at different, different, different times. times people come home at different times oh there's food on the stove do what you, you know just when you come home you eat it's like but there's no sense of any more like i will wait i am patient for my food it's like i'm hungry now mm. you come in 10 minutes but i am hungry now it's like but I think it's almost like, yeah, it's like people actually have become so desensitized in a way, and just want those, like you were saying before, the quick hits, the even TikToks, like I oh, next 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 like video oh, next Instagram, video next video, like even whatever, Instagram, even YouTube whatever, shows. right? Even when we look at the content on Instagram, it's basically just naked women you know like disgusting like those stupid like pranks where the woman's like three quarters naked would my would my boyfriend cheat on me if he saw this like it's just rubbish like that you know what i mean just rubbish like that i'm just saying it's just crap content right it's like why do we appreciate content like this you know when there's so much more that we could be doing like people know about the kardashians but if you ask them who invented like electricity or whatever i don't know it's like it's just yeah
0: just just on that point about the Kardashians. So, I found out today that <laughs> Disney, so the, the, the new series of uh, Kardashians, mm-hmm. is it called? Is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that has no place on Disney Plus. Like, that shit should not be fed to kids. Mm-hmm. That vacuous, like, um, mm-hmm. empty nothingness. Nothing, nothingness. You know what I mean? Like, th- she is, no offense to her, but like, she, like, I don't know actually what she's gone through. So, I'm not even going to try to comment on that. But,. The show in general, the premise of it is bullshit, mm. you know what I mean? And to, to feed that to kids, because who else is going to really mostly be like, you know, who's the user audience of um, Disney Plus? Millennials. <laughs> 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 Millennials? That is is being facetious. It's actually kids. So it's just like you put that programming on them, like what are, what are your intentions? You know what I mean? That show doesn't belong there. And it's like she had like that relationship between him, uh, between him, between Kanye and Kim. Is, as we've seen... It's such a toxic... Unhealthy relationship... She is not... Like at that point in her life... She and her, Kanye... Should not be in the public sphere... Mm-hmm. They need to figure out their... Um, whatever they need to heal... And work on themselves... Because... You know what... I, I, I know I'm digressing here... But I found out something really interesting about... Um, Kim Kardashian... Right? Mm-hmm. And... When she broke up with... What's his name? Kanye... Mm-hmm. She basically said there was an article where they interviewed her like she doesn't she, didn't, she doesn't know how to make any decisions um, he used to make all her decisions for her which is concerning because it sh- shows you that he's controlling right um, on top of that he would tell her what to wear like she and it's interesting because yes he did set trends and fashion but she did she, she's like when I broke up with, like I don't know what to wear I don't know how to dress I don't have my own sense of personal style she just essentially com- copied and mimicked his style like You like Kim. You clearly have self-esteem, self-worth issues. You know um, that you need to work on and figure it out because, like you, you're just attracting unhealthy people. Like Kanye, clearly has mental health issues that he needs to figure out. You know, Um, you know, like uh, that whole recent tirade against you know, like Drews also recently. Mm -hmm. It's just like yeah it's just it's just very concerning. like th- why are you giving him a public platform when he clearly needs help you know to to make these comments? and again, just the, the point is putting that this this content out on Disney plus, you know, when you have two very unhealthy people is concerning. and I and like other shows that essentially um I don't have an issue with reality TV. I just have an issue if if it's reality TV and it's wholesome, it's good there's there's a um, like, yes, I mean, Survivor is a good example, yes. Um, but I, I mean to say, like, if it's, if it's a vacuous program, like, there is no real value in watching it. Like, I know people will say, but look, I just need to decompress. I need to switch off. I don't want something serious. I completely get that. I understand that. Like, I grew up watching The Simple Life. I grew up watching um, a lot of reality TV. Like, Sam and I, like, we turned out fine. But what I'm, oh, well, <laughs> there are aspects that we probably need to heal. But in the sense of, Like reality TV is can be funny, it can be light, it can be, but it does not really add much value, right? Like you're better off, um, you know, spending your time watching something that's wholesome, that's something that might you know make you laugh, um, in in a way not at the expense of somebody else's life, because, you know, like. It's, it's just drama for the sake of drama and that you're laughing at it because you know some one of her sisters called the other one a bitch or you know Kim's crying in a pool or she's looking for her it's just, it's just nonsense it's honestly complete crap like it's I, I get it like it can be funny but it's just um, like I, again it's really important like what you're feeding yourself so you know, just as how it is important, or just as much as it is important in terms of what you feed yourself. So, if you keep feeding yourself junk food, you're gonna become overweight, obese, you're gonna have health issues, right? So, what your eyes consume is just as important as what your mouth consumes. It all affects you into some degree. Like, even Instagram, like, um, I'll be honest, like, I I started to uh, mute a lot of people's stories as opposed to unfollowing them, mm-hmm. right? And not that to say there's a lot of con, but it's like, the idea essentially the premise in my head is i don't want to invite chaos into my world yes there are people that i enjoy hanging out hanging out with and stuff but sometimes i see their content on instagram you know what i mean and it just invites chaos into my world that i don't don't want don't need don't want to relate to um and on top of that like instagram is honestly like i still use the platform but like i use it authentically in the sense i'll work, i'll post most things about like uh, without heavily editing it, right? Like, I, I try it to be... It's like, if I feel happy, I'm like, this is something I want to share, I'll share it, you know what I mean? And I'm very conscious about not trying to share things that I think I'm... Sometimes I'm like, maybe somebody might um, take it the wrong way and compare their lifestyle and think, oh, you know, he must have a great lifestyle. No, 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 because like, you again, you're only seeing just the best aspects of a person's life and whatever they want to share on Instagram. And like, I'm, I just i am very... Um, Conscious about that, and part of me actually really hates the platform from that sense, which is just, you know, um, yeah, that's the reason why. So, some person I met randomly on the plane <laughs> became friends with them. Um, so, I was hanging out with him, and we were having, um, and the details are not even important, but you know, it, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> I, I just, I just enjoy, I just enjoy <laughs> buffalo wings, guys. So, anyways, we were having buffalo wings, and then he was like, I was just like, you know, it just so happened that you know he had some life issues and he was talking to me about it and i was just trying to give him my perspective i wasn't trying to tell him how you know he should live and stuff but then he was just like telling me how he's envious of my life and stuff on on, and and he's jealous and i was like what are you talking about (laughs) like you know like i actually thought to myself like i put what i put on instagram isn't anything to even like um like, to, you know, you see other people's Instagram profiles. It's, like, this heavily curated, like, you know, they're high flyers. You know, they've got, like, they're Maybe very amazing. Like, the, every photo is, like, they're immaculate. The way they look, they, like, like, you know. Um, yeah, everything is, like, working out perfectly. Mine is just, honestly, sometimes I look at my Instagram social media. I'm just, like, this looks like a, a five-year-old put it together. <laughs> like, he's taking a picture on his phone, you know. And just, there was one, like that i wanted to post where like um when i did skydiving my pants um i you know when we skidded on the grass it was just it looked like i'd actually shit in my pants and i i asked like sam had a photo of, of me and he sent it to me and i wanted to put that on the instagram but i thought maybe people to a degree would think that's immature like this guy's just you know what the hell is up with this guy so it's like you know forget about it um but yeah so i was very surprised by this 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 guy's comment i was just like like my instagram like what what are you talking about like it's just so um it's just it's just it's honestly like it it doesn't even compare to what's what's out there like i don't i, I just couldn't understand it like i couldn't re- like i don't think like i don't post about um, wealth or like you know material wealth or like any any anything like that you know what I mean? it's just me hanging out with friends me doing the stuff that i enjoy you know what I mean like training or whatever like i did skydiving and like, I don't even know honestly why I posted the skydiving thing. I think it's just because I made a cool video and I overlaid it with the um, Top Gun soundtrack. And I thought, oh, this is cool. You know, people like, look at this, you know, I'm so cool. But not in a way, like, it's just like, you know, I'm so cool. I'm better than you. It's like, it's like, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm just like Tom. What's his name? Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was <gonna> say Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just it. That, that's just it. Like, there's a side of me, which is... Um, is quite, is quite, um, still a child at heart. And like, I, I get excited and I get carried away. You know what I mean? So I'll have like four or five Instagram posts in one hit about like, you know, me singing in the car skydiving, me, because I'm just, this just how I am. Like, I don't think it's like, you know, like it's not very curated at all. It might even annoy some people. I'm sure most people, you know, might've been muted and whatever. Like, I don't even care, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point. Don't know where, where this is going again.
1: So <laughs> well, We're talking about stuff being wholesome. So I don't, know if any, I don't know if anyone remembers the old heartbreak high from like the 90s. So I started watching it on Netflix last year during the lockdown. And it was like a <coughs> com- coming of age kind of show. They don't really show much of the... It's not like... They do show like the kissing scenes and stuff like that. But it's done in kind of like a coming-of-age, tasteful way. It's not like in-your-face, like over-the-top, you know, disgusting stuff. And they deal with very deep issues. Like, for example, grieving the loss of, like, a parent or, like, changing your friend's circle or how to deal with, like, um, having a fallout with your friend or, like, a teacher being a little bit racist, etc. So it was interesting. And they recently did a reboot of Heartbreak High on Netflix. And oh. Salmon and I were like... Oh, let's just have a quick look and see what the new show is like we couldn't even watch five minutes of it literally the entire thing is started off with the entire thing started off with oh my god we have an entire diagram of who's having sex with who. And then me and Sammy were like, what the hell is this? And we literally exited and I was like, I just wanna watch like a uh, um, Hillary Duff movie about, you know how she's like Cinderella in one of the movies? I was like, I just wanna watch that. Just I was quiet. like, I can't deal with this. I just don't wanna watch this. I didn't even know wanna know what teenagers are like these days. I don't wanna know what the hell they're watching. I don't wanna know what's being targeted to them. But even me as someone who's almost 30, was like, this is very heavy, full-on, in-your-face, oh, disgusting, growing. vulgar, low-content. And I was like, I just want to watch Kim Possible and just, or, yeah, you know, Penny. I mean, what's pe- what's one Penny Proud? Proud Family? Yeah. Oh, the one where the
0: father died. No, a
1: Proud Proud Family. Yeah, one with, like, anyway. The one with
0: the oh, skinny girl, girl. No, Penny,
1: she's, like, um in America. It's like a cartoon series. Anyway, with that.
0: Can we get a Kim, uh, Kim Possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it was really that.
1: good Kim Possible was great um, Even Recess Like stuff like that Really good shows
0: You have
1: to do the The phone um, um, <laughs> 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 Anyway Sam <laughs> Kim Possible Call me Beep Beep Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway Sam I think we Had something to say before And we took the microphone off him
0: For shame <laughs> How do you not know the lyrics to Kim Possible? I was actually I remember when Eli was talking about Kim Kardashian and um Kanye West, I wanted to say something also interesting was if I remember correctly, they said Kanye West has, is, is is bipolar, was yeah, has been yeah. diagnosed with bipolar. And what I found interesting with Kim Kardashian is rather than again heal and all of that, she ended up with another person who's bipolar, which is Pete Davidson, who apparently is bipolar. No, no, he's he's bipolar as well, and I was just like, wow. So it's like when you don't heal, right? You just end up going for or attracting the same person or the type of people that that yeah, that naturally yeah made you um unwell, unhappy, whatever it is. I just thought that was interesting, but yeah, like you as you were talking about like the quality of T V programming. It's not, we're not like some weird. You know, old people, and they're like, you know, back in our days, it was better, blah blah blah. But what we're saying is, the quality of the programming, like, if like it's it, it's so far removed from the innocence, the wholesomeness that we grew up with in the early nineties and sorry, the nineties and early two thousands, uh, and now, and you know, the sexual themes are just one aspect. There's other themes that I wouldn't go into details because I know it's not politically correct. That I just feel like, rather than creating all this confusion in society you know, and having these meaningless debates about identity politics and whatever. Like, why not just focus on, like, you know, just, again... Real issues. Real issues, but also, like, things that most people can relate to rather than creating creating something out of nothing. And again, like I'm saying, I'm choosing my words very carefully because I, I don't want to be crucified. But whatever they're, they're, they're putting on, on Netflix these days is... Um, pretty terrible and it's probably a reflection of society itself and and people's you know kind of minds how diseased they are
1: i'm just gonna say there's a youtube series that we watch it's called lineup and one of the ones that popped up recently which i did not watch is oh guess um who has slept with who and it's like a lineup of people who have slept with like multiple people basically And you had to guess who they slept with and everyone was like smiling in the promo and all that i was like what the hell like you're actually advertising to everyone like who you slept with and it's like a casual thing you know like yeah just you know casual fling no worries publicize it to the world no shame no nothing i'm not saying that it's sex is shameful but i'm saying publicly airing out something that's private you know and then laughing about it and making it so casual as if it's like a normal thing it's like hugging your friend now it's like you just slip and like fallen on a few tiles and you know like just popped in randomly like it's just it just shows you you're right how far society has regressed i think and i think but you were saying that it shows how society is so diseased But i actually think that tv um diseases society before people are actually diseased So TV always pushes the frontier of, like, what's normal and what's acceptable. And then people become desensitized to it. So
0: I I agree with that. I think what happens to a degree is first they try to break you Mm -hmm. and then be like, but who are they? (laughs) But in terms of, like, let's just go go along with this with me, right? The Illuminati. Illuminati. So first they'll break you. They'll stress you out in your job. They'll break the social um, fabric of society. So, like, as Emmanuel was saying, like, you know, People no longer have food and meals as a family unit, watching movies as a family unit. So you break that social dimension, and so you break the family unit, the social values, the family values. So you, they 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 break your soul. They make you um, uh, essentially just just a facade, right? Like, and then you don't know who you are, you don't know what your values are, you don't know what kind of you know like what you like, what you don't. Then they the the TV comes in, and then. They'll tell you this is what cool people are like. You know what I mean? This is what cool people do. Look at Euphoria. Oh, look at the girls; they're so cool. You know what I mean? Look at how toxic their relate, like their friendships are, their relationships are, and all of this stuff. This is cool. This is this is actually um, um, this is what's popular. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hot. Like this is. <laughs> it's, I'm only like this because it's not easy, but like, <laughs> this is. Um, like, this is the norm to aspire to. And if you don't know yourself well enough, but not to only that extent, they also, like, no one, at, at the end of the day, all of us human beings, we're, we're tribal. We want to belong to a tribe. It's, it's about survival. Like, it's just ingrained in us in an, from an evolutionary perspective that we, we, in order to survive, in order to fit, we need to be part of a tribe. So, we're scared that we don't want to be the outsider. Right? So, if everyone's watching this show, Euphoria and whatever, and saying, you know, you got to date this and you've got to behave like that and this and this and all that BS, then you think to yourself, okay, that's who I need to be. This is how I need to act. But it's all a facade. You know what I mean? It's, a to- it's, it's so toxic. Like, I've only seen the trailers and snippets on TikTok from Euphoria. But I think to myself, my God. You mean, know, as much as I love Zendaya, I'm like, I'm so disappointed that she was even part of that um, TV program or Netflix program. Um, because it's such Trash You know And I didn't i didn't actually know this But she This is the gossip site So Zendaya apparently Was dating the dude From Euphoria Beforehand And that dude I don't know his name So I'm just gonna call him dude But he's the The lead actor in it um, Cheated on her mm. You know what I mean And this is why she ended up with Tom What's his name go. Not Tom uh, Timothy I Charlemagne Tom Holland yeah. From Spider Man, right? Yeah. So, anyways, it just like I I was just thinking to myself, like, like yeah, it's just look at look at like the level of toxicity. Like this, like honestly, that guy is just like, hey, yeah, just it's just rubbish. Like, and then you, you know you put rubbish person on rubbish program, and I just don't think of Zendaya as a rubbish person. Or you know, what I mean, she is a person who has high values, understands and respects herself. So I just hated the fact that she's in in that. Um, that, that series anyways so um, to touch back on an earlier point that Sam was saying about the wholesome TV content it's just like it kind of reminded me of like why is Friends so popular and like it's been 30 plus years and it's still so popular because it's wholesome it's funny it's it doesn't it's not crude it's not crass it's, not, it's innocent it touches on everyday aspects of life you know what I mean it doesn't need to have like you know like like all these overt um, sexual um, set like scenes and just behavior and drug use and like because that's that's what euphoria is right. Mm. But Friends was popular for thirty years and it traverses multiple age demographics. Like we were watching it when we were like you know young kids to teens to now adults right, and it's still on TV. It's still doing like the the runs, the reruns, uh, the runs. Uh, yes. So, yeah, like, I, I, that is wholesome content. Like, why can't you just make TV programs just like that? And it's funny because, in a way, um, there was a shift back towards that. Like, we saw with Stranger Things, like, it started off all right. You know what I mean? It started off back going to the 80s vibes and the 90s themes. And then it just went into this, like, completely toxic, you know, fully, um, fully, uh, completely, like, it's just... Um, almost horror, like just like let's just freaked the pants out of them. You know, like just very dark, very like. It started off like it was a thriller. It was fine. Like you didn't need to get all like esoteric. Um, And yes, and then I I I can't remember like you know there's a lot of now um what do they call it like you know old shows that they're bringing back and they're making into like you know old shows from the eighties and nineties rebooting them. That's the word. Right, and so like, there's obviously a desire and a hunger for that feeling—the '80s, the '90s, you know, that wholesomeness. So just bring it back without all this Gen Z crap, like you said about identity politics. Like, you know, I don't honestly like I'm like, you know, like <laughs> Sam's telling me be careful, but see, this is this is the problem. You know what I mean? Like, we're having to censor ourselves from our actual real views. Like, it's, it's there shouldn't be this cancel culture where just because a person speaks their their mind about like look this is this is what my values are you know what I mean I don't necessarily align with you know the idea of um you know whatever's put out there and I'm I'm supposed to accept it like in terms of gender politics it just doesn't align with who I am you can't force me to um just adopt your view that that's a discrimination in itself you're discriminating against the fact that I have different views so like I, I find that it's just it's actually it's starting to um, really bother me the fact that you know we all have to abide by the same narrative who makes the rules what because you're saying you know you to take away my job you'll take away um uh which is essentially my means to livelihood you know what i mean my children you know what I mean? like it's 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 beyond ridiculous people should get to live the lives the way they want to live them you know what i mean um if if you want to put yourself so if, if for example a, ca- a company represents the, Uh, i don't even agree with that like i honestly i just can't agree with that it's like telling a person you know who who wants to put on a headscarf you know you can't put on a headscarf like who are you it's just it's just how they are
1: i was just gonna say it's interesting because you're talking about gender politics and and how we are now censored we can't actually say what we want to say And we have people like Samid who are probably the more sane one in the group saying, just be careful guys. And it's it's true. We should be careful. But it's like, for example, if I was to speak about um, a political crisis overseas and I have to censor my, despite it being the truth, right, I have to censor myself because some other group of people who with more power and more lobbying power and more pull and whatever have a greater say. So all of a sudden my view is negated. It's not as important anymore. I'm just going to say how it is. I think the youth these days think that they're cool. And like I think every gender... I think I feel like a boomer right now, but I'm just saying like every generation thinks that they're cool, they're unique, they're special. But you really haven't created anything new. Like for example, this gender fluid stuff actually came from the 70s, like sorry, the 60s and 70s during the hippie movement. And basically they were saying people are just people. But the way they saw it was i'm a person you're a person we should just all love each other and get along right Mm. but now the narrative is like almost like flipped on its head it's like people aren't just people anymore now everyone has to have a label right Mm. and if you don't have like 10 labels attached to you who the hell are you i'm like if i want to say people are just people all of a sudden um they're like also like you agree with us i'm like no i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just saying people are people And you're trying to divide the group you're trying to create this sense of individuality whereas really the concept is more collective people are people I'm a person you're a person even on a deeper level like you're a guy I'm, I'm a girl right for example in the traditional normative sense right you're a male I'm a female but I think even then it's like you know we have like in, in our in our like cultural kind of like the way we grew up it's like if you're a girl your friends can only be girls you know how you know how Arabs are. If you're a boy, your friends can only be boys. that's how they raised us, you know, back in the day. Whereas for me, that never really like sat well with me. I'm like, but if you're a person and I'm a person, then we're just people, so why can't we just be friends? Like why is there like some weird sexual undertone to this? Why does everything have to have some weird gender slash sexual undertone to it? Why can't it just be a wholesome friendship? Like I don't agree in that sense. But at the same time I feel like going back to your point everyone now is so obsessed with individuality and it's almost like look I agree that's fine you want to dress like how you want to dress fine right but trying to remove yourself almost from society and saying I'm not part of the collective I'm my own person like I'm amazing I'm like I've got 10 labels attached to me and like today I'm a unicorn and then nothing you can say to me because I identify as that I'm like well that's great but like come back to earth for a second because like this isn't gonna like roll in society right and even then I almost feel like a lot of it is just like a fad it's like I'm young I'm cool I have 10 labels attached and in 20 years time I'm gonna be a CEO I'm gonna be like with my friends laughing in some bar somewhere going remember we were young and dumb and we were all unicorns ha 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 you know oh you know we were all about this expressionism back then and I was even showing Sam like this video of like old jerusalem back in the 1800s and these kids in the background were like dancing like literally just dancing towards the camera like laughing and dancing and the comments were like "Oh, the original tiktokers like how amazing and i said to sam it doesn't matter how many generations go by right fundamentally we are not that different to the generations before that people want to have fun people want to be live people want to like enjoy themselves people want to have like values they want to have like morals and standards and a good livelihood and they want to have family connections and it's like why are we trying to deviate from that and say we're not like the past look look how far we've come you've number one you've regressed number two how far you've come in what sense how far you've come in technology how far you've come in removing yourself from everyday normal life how far you've come in the sense that now, and I hate myself for it, how far we've come in sense of like technology, like I can go on my phone now and order food and some guy that I don't even know will come and drop it off to my front door, you know? Or I get into a car in an Uber, middle of the night, or I'm out too late basically, right? I decide to stay out until ten, eleven 11 o'clock um, and I'm scared about my safety on public transport. So logically, because I'm scared to get in on public transport, I'm gonna go in a car with a random person, right? That I haven't even met before, and I'm just gonna get home, you know, or I don't I'm gonna watch a movie on my own on Netflix whenever I want while my family's upstairs sleeping. You know, it's like, what about the days when we went to like video easy and we went as a family and chose a movie? Yeah, and we'd 40. watch watch a movie together, or like we would have to eat together, or you'd have to actually go to the supermarket for bread and milk, and you can't just have it delivered to your house. And it's like how far we've come in terms of what? We're all detached. We're all desensitized. We're all, you know, removed from like these social connections. We all have this sense of like um, availability, like on our phones, at the touch of a button. And at the same time, like you've literally broken society so far down, and you think this is you progressing? In what sense have you progressed?
0: Yeah, and many, you're, you're right in that sense. And you, like you touched on something. How, how much time do we have? I don't want to drag too long. We can save this yes. for another conversation. Eight minutes. So. The phone thing is actually something that really bothers me so I felt like um, to a large degree like I you know it's so important for me to maintain social connections like as in have at least an ongoing text relationship with people you know like messaging, messaging messaging, people back and forth and it's just like it freaks me out because there are times where it's just like I was telling at the start of this podcast when you sit there and it's just this sense of like hmm like you know, there's not much happening, so your your mind instinctively wants to go text people. You know what I mean? <laughs> text your friends, text, and it's just like that's so, it's like I I feel like it's such a dangerous place to be because you you build this sense of um, attachment and codependency um, on on having this constant exchange and communication with people because you think if there isn't a constant exchange of, and communication with them, you're essentially um, it's not abandonment, but like, you know, you're alone or um, you're just not... There's, there isn't that social um, bond, you know what I mean? Like, there's this it's almost a, a anxiety about not having a constant flow of communication on, on, the, on the socials, right? Social media. Um, and it's something I'm trying to get out of because, like, it's it's, it's definitely something I'm, I'm aware of. It's just that, I you know, I'm like... <laughs> It's it's a bit too quiet. <laughs> like I, I you know why isn't anyone texting? Why isn't it, like why is my phone pinging? It's um I, f- I honestly feel like and I, it makes a lot of sense why a lot of these um, tech executives and s- the social media companies and big tech companies don't let their kids touch this stuff for a big period of their their lives. Like they'll sell it happily sell it to us, but they won't let their kids use it because they know how destructive it is to um just just social dynamics and just to your mental wiring like it's just weird like sometimes i honestly feel my leg buzz my phone's not even in my leg but but there'll there'll be like a buzz feeling in my leg and i'm i'm pretty sure that's my brain manipulating my body you know to feeling the buzz in my leg because my brain wants me to get touch my phone and look at it and get that dopamine hit like it's actually very concerning now I'm not saying I've, I've figured it out I you know I'm probably still going to go tonight and <laughs> do the and messaging send some you know funny memes um or some you know riddles and stuff but <laughs> I really i really need to figure this out um but yeah I I I, I actually more, like appreciate like just going out to the park with my friends you know just r- like rolling around the gra- the grass and you know in in a fun way <laughs> <laughs> Like not, i mean i don't even want to make a comment because like you know people people these days just want to see things in a way they want to see them but like look this is this this platform isn't one where we we judge people like we know better anyway than to to judge a person um but yeah so that's what i just wanted to say and anyways it's been one hour and 22 minutes or 30 minutes and you know Sam really hasn't hasn't been speaking much. He's just been looking up um, flights too. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to get out, um, for, you know, out of Sydney for a vacation. Um, so yeah, if if anyone wants to sponsor us for flights, you know, and have us do a, a TED talk or a conference, um, you know, in say Vietnam or, you Vietnam. know, sorry, or Vietnam. we said Vietnam, or Vietnam, or Vietnam. Or Vietnam. <laughs> you know, we'll happily do it um we will settle for five star luxury accommodation and yeah um it's been two twins and a mic guys thank you for your time and have a great week and sending you lots of love positive energy and yeah guys enjoy life the struggle is real